0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, move over Thanos vs. Darkseid, we've got a real villain showdown for you Zoda versus Wart. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as always by my co host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Mm-hmm. It's Hard to be sad when there is a table full of amiibo in front of you. Look, uh, we every not every time, most times that we do these uh rankings or determining who is the best of something, we pull out the amiibo and we're like, let's play with these things, let's make them represent something. And we've got a table with what 16 amiibo on it, yeah. And Poochie is right here next to me. That yarn Poochie is cute. Who would you say is the second cutest on here? I guess Yarn Yoshi. <laughs> Close second, wow. Wario coming in third. Mm. You like that belly? <laughs> wow. Wow, are you kink shaming me? I would know. I asked you sincerely what is it you like about Wario? If I asked you about his nose, maybe that's kink shaming. <laughs> Depends on how you use it, right? Yeah, why well, yes. Ooh boy. <laughs> We're off to a uh, start here. Um, If you would also like to be off to a similarly strange start, uh, you can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. All you got to do is email us at Society at gmail.com with the mailing address. And then what? I mail my copy of Sonic Forces to that address. It goes there. It stays there. It comes back to me. You pay nothing. Zero dollars and zero dollars. Sense. I feel a little bit like Ursula in The Little Mermaid, where it's just like it will only cost you
1: just your voice. (laughs) That's right. I was gonna say
0: your soul, but that's not Ursula. Uh, I mean, she does. If wait, what are the terms of that contract? So, (laughs) so okay. Her Ursula's end is: I will turn you into a human being. Uh huh. And you give me your voice. Yes. And then if. After a certain number of days. Three days. If, if the after sun sets. Mm. After the sun sets on the third day, if you haven't Have n- found true love. Right. Then and that just means that's. The voice is mine forever. And that's it. So her soul is never in play? Because she's about to turn her into one of those like little seaweed creature men, Right. Oh, so maybe that's what it is. So maybe like the the voice is collateral? Well, okay, she's she takes her voice uh-huh. because she thinks that without her voice uh, Ariel won't be able to like uh succeed in finding true love, I believe. Yeah, I mean, the thing that's really weird about this is that Ursula goes on land with that voice, but also turned but, into like... But that's like, to stop her, er, Ariel, from finding true love. Because remember, she's like watching okay, yeah, yeah, in yeah. her yeah. water cauldron. Right, and she's like, hmm, and... this aer- Ariel's like too charming even without her voice. Exactly, so I have to take matters into my own tentacles. Okay, and then she turns herself into a foxy lady uh-huh. Uh with Ariel's voice. Yes. Uh, except only when she sings, I guess. Well why would that be? I, I don't know. Okay. but the whole goal here is to stop Ariel from... she wants Ariel's soul, right? She just wanna, she wants to rub it in King Triton's face, right? Yeah, I, I think that's the long and short of it. Okay, so we are talking a lot about villains. Mark, should we uh, uh, transition into the actual. No, before we do that, send us your Mario Maker 2 levels. (laughs) We want them. You can tweet them at us at Nincart Society or Nintendo Cartridge Society at At gmail.com. All right, let's get into the meat of the show because we've been talking about villains for like five minutes already. Let's do it. Okay, so the goal today is to rank the Nintendo bosses, right? The big bads of a series. Yeah, so it's a. Uh, I, I feel like there are, you know, we we've made a, a couple calls here about who we are going to count as a big bad and who we're not going to count as a big bad. Uh, that I think we need to maybe go over first, so it's a it's clear what we're talking about right yes um so there's there are some obvious ones uh bowser mm-hmm. right bowser one, one of the obvious ganondorf yes uh and then we're also ganon as maybe like a subcategory of ganondorf because uh, we don't actually meet ganondorf until what ocarina of time but i think both easy calls for the yes. big bads of zelda Some of them are a little more nebulous. We had some disagreement about whether Mother Brain or Ridley should be considered the big bad of the Metroid franchise. We are including both here. Um, uh, Also, for the Star Fox franchise, Uh, we are using a Star Wolf amiibo to represent Andross. But maybe Star Wolf should also be included in that. Well, I also think we should just define what it is exactly we're determining. Yes. Is it our favorite mm. is it the and, and maybe it's not maybe it's not one of these maybe it's the accumulation of all of them yeah but like our favorite the most bad <laughs> sure most bad most threatening right. right which one would we least like to encounter in a dark alley evil because yeah. some e- of them are like not that evil on the yeah. scale of Things. So, some are actually kind of light evil, and it, as we go down the line here, we will find some that have been heroes uh, in in uh, uh, other contexts. But I think really the goal is yeah. at the end of the night we want to ha- we want to have definitively picked the best villain, yeah, whatever that means. Let's call it the worst villain. How yes. about that? Yes, yes, okay. Um, so we're gonna go back and change the name of the episode to worst villain. <laughs> <laughs> uh but you won't even see that you'll just see that it is worst villain you won't know that there was a change uh so who who else we got on here mark yeah well let, let's just run let's just run down the list okay um so in addition to the five that we have mentioned from uh mario zelda and uh mario zelda Star Fox, and metroid we've got from earthbound gyagas I, guess. I won't even venture a guess. Whichever one you settle on is fine with me. Uh, well, uh, I'm settling on saying it differently every time. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right, great. Um, Wart from Super Mario Brothers. Two, uh, the only game that he appears in, as far as I know. Um, from Star Tropics. That's right. We're including characters from Star Tropics. It is an NCS episode. That's right. <laughs> so take a drink, I guess. Uh, it is Zoda. Um, from Kirby, we've got King um, and we're sure that that should be it from Kirby, right? Are you, are you hesitant because of Meta Knight? I am a little bit, but I feel like Meta Knight, uh, did, like, a reverse heel turn, uh, really early, um, and is mostly just, like, another hero in that game. Well, okay, I think that's fair. Um, I think King DDD has become less of a villain mm-hmm. as of late like in star allies can't you use them as an ally yeah i mean same with Meta Knight. um I, I guess i don't even really know what because the, the the end villain in star allies is like a grotesque uh amalgamation of like muscles and eyeballs you know <laughs> so i i don't let, let's just i think ddd is just going to be representative of all kirby villainy okay okay um Then we have uh, Master Hand and or Crazy Hand from the Smash series, uh, here represented by a Mewtwo amiibo. We've got Donkey Kong. Okay, this might be controversial. Donkey Kong is a villain in at least two Donkey Kong games. And we're not just talking about the fact that Donkey Kong 3 is terrible. Right, but Donkey Kong 3 is terrible. Again, congratulations, Lizzie, for winning our high score contest. Um, Donkey Kong is on the list. Uh, Next, we've got Mike Tyson slash maybe Mr. Dream from the Punch-Out! series. Um, So depending on when you played uh, Punch-Out!, the end boss was either Mike Tyson or when Nintendo couldn't re-up the license at a rate that they wanted slash, you know, he's a rapist, uh, they changed it to Mr. Dream. Yeah, not to tip our hand too much on where he'll probably end up ranking. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but remember, we are determining worst. Um. So, Mike Tyson slash Mr. Dream is on here. Um, we are using a Bowser Junior. Amiibo to represent King K. Rule from the Donkey Kong Country series, uh, and we are using a Pit Amiibo to represent Medusa from Kid Icarus. Uh, and then, lastly, we've got a little bit of a, an abstract concept here. That's right. Uh, we have a Wario Amiibo representing Wario's greatest villain. His lack of money. That's right. His lack of treasure. That's right. We are on the same list. We've got Mother Brain, Donkey Kong, and Poverty. <laughs> so we will have to determine which of these is the worst. So do you have any uh, like any first impulses about like, which of these villains you care about least? Mike Tyson, Mr. Dream. Yeah. I uh, don't feel strongly about it at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm uh, not really a big punch out guy to begin with, but the fact that it uh, like the identity of the character is muddled slash like tied in with uh, Mike Tyson uh, also makes me want to dismiss him pretty early. Um, so let let's put him, I guess, at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Okay. Um. So he's at number sixteen, probably. That is. Look, nothing is final yet. Um, it's okay. The, the post-it note identifying him as, uh, Mr. Dream or Mike Tyson has gotten a little wet, but we're going to persevere. Um, I'm also going to, on that same list, uh, put up, um, uh, (laughs) from Earthbound. And and this is not just because we don't want to say it anymore. Uh, but it is partially because I don't want to say it anymore. He is very evil. He's very evil, but he's almost evil to, uh, like, to a fault. Where like that is his only characteristic. Right. I mean, I I think probably some of the villains that are going to make it far in this list are ones who have more personality. Yeah, totally. Um He's at, also just kind of like amorphous. Yeah, yes. Um So there's not a lot to like wrap your hands around. Um I think in the same breath we need to talk about Zoda from Star Tropics. Um he's a very similar villain again amorphous like some you fight zoda a couple times throughout um especially the second star tropics um and sometimes he looks like a you know an alien from aliens and sometimes he looks like a guy in a cloak with a, a you know pointy hat um and I, I don't think either of them are super compelling beyond the idea that they're just big bad guys i i kind of feel that way about medusa as well but so my mm. my experience with medusa is mostly from just like the idea of Kid Icarus. And sure the and little that, bit yeah. that I played of like the NES game. Like I've never played Uprising. So sure. I don't know if she features prominently in there with more personality. She does. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, uh this is again almost to a fault, though. Um, just like everyone, every character in Kid Icarus Uprising, she has too much personality and talks too much. Um, so well let's go ahead and put uh Gallegos and Zoda at, at the uh, bottom of the list here, just above Mike Tyson and Mr. Dream. Um, but then I think Medusa probably slides in um, right there as well, um, because for as much as I know the character uh, is a chatterbox, I cannot tell you anything about her, other than, other than she's Medusa, so like close your eyes and think of Medusa, and like, you got it. Okay, I mean, I think we might have made a little bit of an oversight. Do you think Medusa is less memorable than Wart? Oh, so here's the thing. As a kid who was, like, discovering that video games were important to him at the time that Super Mario Bros. 2 was out, um, I really like Wart and, the, like, the world of the dreamland from Super Mario Bros. 2. So I sort of like Wart a lot. So I, I don't really have strong feelings about Wart as a character. Yeah, but he doesn't like vegetables. Mark, relatable. <laughs> but but similarly to you, like Super Mario Two was so early in my video game playing, mm-hmm. and it was so different from Super Mario Brothers that the fact that there was this weird Toad. Dude, at the end of Super Mario Brothers two, and not Bowser, like really blew my mind. So Wart is definitely memorable to me. Yeah, but as a villain, I don't really know as so much what he's got going for him. So, but I agree, it's maybe not time to pass judgment on Wart quite yet. I mean, the the, the thing with Wart, because I I do think you you're probably right, and this probably is where we should slot in uh Wart uh or uh, you know uh, around here um, but. If only they would feature him again, like, in a new Mario game or something. Like, I feel like he could shoot up um, from, like, one more appearance. Um, like, in Odyssey, that feels a little bit like a yeah. missed opportunity to me. Even if he's just a guest at Bowser's wedding. Yeah, or if he's just the end boss of, you know, one of the kingdoms. Mm-hmm. That the, I, I guess that's sort of uh, shifting the brutals to the side, but... Um, yeah. Okay, so let's let let's come back to him in in a second. Um So Andros? Yeah. Oh, all right, so we were both a little bit like, oh, should Andros be the big bad for Star Wolf or should it be For Star Fox or Star Fox or should it be Star Wolf? And I think the answer is Andros. Yeah. But I think the fact that Star Wolf is the more compelling character. Is a is a strong vote against Andross. Oh, that's interesting, right? Because like I think Andross is the big bad of the series, but I think he's not a very compelling big bad. And since he has competition with the more interesting Star Wolf, Hmm. that means that Andross is not a very good villain. So, what does Andross have have in his favor? One killed your father, right? Killed James. (laughs) That's pretty mean. That is mean. Uh, Ultimate bully move. Yeah, ultimate bully move. Kill your father. (laughs) Uh, Strikes against him. Uh usually you end up fighting either his giant floating face or his giant floating brain. What is Andros? <laughs> He's like a monkey. He's like a monkey, but like you never fight a He's monkey. He's like a planet of the apes, like the nineteen seventies looking yes. monkey. Yes. Um and I almost find it more compelling when you uh one of the members of Star Wolf is like Andros is, uh you know, son or nephew or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his name is Andrew, <laughs> and he's a monkey as well, uh, Planet of the Apes style. Um, and he is almost a more compelling character. Like the individual members of Star Wolf are all compelling. Star Wolf, Pygma, uh, o- o- Oink. Uh, oh, what's the, uh, no Pygma is is the pig. <laughs> Pygma, Star Wolf. Andrew, and then there's one, the great Leon, who's like a chameleon, um these are all cool characters, uh and maybe all better than andros, yeah i I think andros's problem is that he's kind of just like ineffectual yeah he's you see him in little like talking heads, yeah, and then you'll you fight a, and then you shoot something about him at yeah. the end, but he, he's not that interesting in and of himself, um so do we want to take this opportunity to split Andros apart from? star wolf or do we just want to say andros represents the villains and he goes next uh so i will quibble with your distinctions because Mm. i still think it's fair to say that andros is the big bad of the series yeah i think that okay that's and so um yeah but i still think he goes next all right, great. Um, so just to review, the bottom of the list so far is uh, Mike Tyson, Mr. Dream, at number sixteen. Number fifteen is Gayagis <laughs> from Earthbound. Number fourteen is Zoda from uh, Star Tropics. Number thirteen is Medusa from Kid Icarus, and at number twelve it is Andros from the Star Fox series. Um, let's talk about this Wario villain that we got here. Okay. Um, because Wario in his series of games, just wants gold. Mm-hmm. He just wants treasure. Relatable. Re- relatable, totally. Um, Much like Wart, very relatable. Um, And in his first adventure, or, yeah, I think it's his first adventure, uh, he's getting money so that he can make a wish with a genie, and then also, like, pay the genie? And depending on how much He pays the genie, he gets, like, a bigger house. Mm -hmm. Um, So Wario just... Wario is greedy, right? He is greedy. Does that make Wario's absence of money... Villainous? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, As in, he feels antagonized by the absence of money. Yes. But since Wario himself is a villain actually the absence of money might be on the side of good. Yes, thank you. So if we were doing a ranking of Nintendo Heroes, absence of money might actually be pretty high up there. It might be up there. However, it should not be ignored that poverty is a thing in real life. People need money in the world, uh, and it is wrong to always associate someone saying they need money with greed. Um, So maybe that's... You know, I'm trying to shame Wario for A, that weird pink nose, and b wanting a roof over his head, but maybe wa- shame but, on me. But Wario is not, maybe you're the ultimate villain. <laughs> is that what we come to? <laughs> the number one villain of Nintendo franchises is Patrick. I mean, if I'm represented by any of these <laughs> post-it notes right now, it is the dollar sign with the line <laughs> crossed through it. Um, okay. So, Wario, hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. lay it on me. What, what, what are you thinking? I don't, um, yeah, we should al- almost remove it. Okay, two things. One, I think we can all agree that there should be a universal income. Yes, guaranteed universal income. Mm-hmm. I, that, I, look, so many jobs have been removed due to a- a- automation, and the better machine learning gets, the more that even, like, sitting down at a computer job, those are all going to go away. I mean, Wario is paying a genie. Talk about the gig economy, am I right? No kidding. And do you think do you think that's a W two employee? No, that is a freelancing genie. He doesn't have a health care. He doesn't have uh, like matching retirement. That's, there's no job security in being a genie. No, nobody's like um helping him, you know, uh, save put, him, put money aside for his taxes later. That's right. Um. Okay. So what are we saying? We need to remove. So I think <laughs> poverty is one of the world's greatest villains. Yes, but. In the context of Wario, um, I think we have to, like, disqualify it. I oh. don't really know what to do with it. All right, so Wario's lack of money and his greed, slash his desire to be fairly compensated for work performed, uh, is being disqualified. Yes, but even Wario deserves a universal, like, minimum income. That's right. And maybe he wouldn't be as villainous. Possibly, he if, wouldn't have to be so cutthroat about right. it for sure. Mm-hmm. If the Mushroom Kingdom uh, unionized, basically, yeah, and, and totally. all adventurers in the Mushroom Kingdom uh, had collective bargaining. But this, is, yeah, this is all speculation. That's right. But history has proven it true. <laughs> uh, all right, um, I want to talk about King K. Rule. Okay, before we get to King K. Rule, yes, I think if we, you know, if we're really talking about should somebody be on the board or should somebody not, we got to talk about Donkey Kong. Yes, okay, great. Because if we are just talking about Donkey Kong as a character, taking all of his history and all of his roles, that is a very um, compelling package. If we're talking about Donkey Kong specifically in role as a villain, yes, I think he doesn't stack up very high. We only have a few examples then. We've got Donkey Kong, we've got Donkey Kong 3, we've got uh, Donkey Kong 94 um and maybe that's it i guess the mario versus donkey kong and like march of the minis um those games he's he's the villain in in those as well but yeah like his villainy is more or less eclipsed by his heroism at this point right right um and i guess you could argue that like the donkey kong who's a hero is not the donkey kong from the donkey kong series (laughs) yes great thank you yes totally 100% you could argue that that the donkey kong who is a villain is in fact cranky kong mm-hmm. um but also uh, that gets trickier as we move like later in time because like the donkey kong from well i don't know the donkey kong from donkey kong 94 looks different from the donkey kong country donkey kong right yeah um but doesn't that lead credence to the argument yeah that it does they're different Apes, um. Well, which kind of then means that we should figure out where to put that Donkey Kong, A Cranky Kong, basically. Yes, correct. And, and in in that context, doesn't Cranky Kong now seem like one of those you know like ruthless mobsters who they, yes, uh, the FBI like tracks down forty yes. years later, and they're just some old man in like boating shoes. Yes, one hundred percent did terrible things. Yeah, what, Whitey Bulger. Yeah, right, like yeah. It's, Cranky Kong is basically Whitey Bulger. <laughs> And that movie, what was the Johnny Depp movie where he played Whitey Bulger? Uh, Public Enemies? No, not Public Enemies. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. It's like <laughs> Notorious or Infamous or something <laughs> right. like that. Yes. Um, but it might not be any of those things. Uh, if you know the name of that movie, you can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. gmail.com. Where do you want to put Donkey Kong, a.k.a. Cranky Kong, a.k.a. Whitey Bulger? Oh, man. So maybe he... Maybe he's actually higher up there because oh. he has gotten away with it. Sure. He gets to, like, live the sweet life. There are re- seemingly no consequences. He gets to retire like Ray Liotta and, like, just get away with it. Yeah. Is that how Goodfellas ends? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So Donkey Kong slash Cranky Kong slash Ray Liotta slash Mighty Bolter stays on the list. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, I think we've talked ourselves into it. Yeah. And, we, and have he's not going to go just above these losers either. No. He's, he's got to be way above. Yeah. Can I talk about King K. Rule, please? Okay, so I am on the record on this show as disliking King K. Rule. I think he epitomizes the sort of crappy, rare, wear design from the uh, Super NES era. Um, He's got that big, bulgy eye. He's got that big metal tummy, um, and he throws his crown at you. What is that? I don't think he ever should have been admitted into Smash and I think all of you who wanted him in that game are monsters for wanting it. Your desires are bad. So I would actually uh move to put King K rule lower on the list than uh than what we currently have uh populated, but I will uh concede to just putting him above Andros if that's what you think is fair. <laughs> um I'm fine with having him be well. Sorry, let me survey the board pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm fine with him being in the middle of the pack here. Sure. I definitely. We're we're coming up on legends here, right? Otherwise. And and yeah. I have way <laughs> legends. Edward. Uh, legends. <laughs> I have. I think way more love in my heart for yep. King 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 K Rule than you do. Um, I just you know really enjoy Donkey Kong Country and re- have replayed that game so many times that. Uh I don't know. I I guess like the aesthetics of him never really bothered me. Um I'm more freaked out by like some of the uh uh like crocodile people, like the really like muscly ones and Yeah, some of those are a problem as well. Does it bother you at all that King K rule uh instantly demotes himself to Captain K rule uh when the game goes to a sequel from king to captain? Well, I I I actually think that's probably the natural progression of things, right? Because He's on a boat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. He w- was, like, ruling the island, and then Donkey Kong is like, not today. And then he... But he still has a boat. Sure, So, sure. you know, it makes sense for him to be like, but now I'm captain of this boat. Yeah. What do you call to it? To tracks. What do you call it when you're king of the boat? Captain. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um. But yeah, I think above Andros is a good placement. Okay. So I think that's, like, 11th or something. Yeah, or or, or something. A- everyone is actually promoted one because we took uh Wario's lack of money out of here. Um so we'll we'll uh do the the numbers in 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 a bit, but um so who who do you think comes next then above King K rule? So just to run down who we have left, we have Mother Brain and Ridley from Metroid, mm-hmm. Ganon and Ganondorf from The Legend of Zelda, Bowser and Wart from Super Mario Brothers, Master and Crazy Hand from Smash Brothers and then King DDD from Kirby and uh Donkey Kong not to be forgotten. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry, he's in like a pantheon of his own. That's right. Um yeah, so he he's yes, 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 yes. What do you want to do about Ganon v Ganondorf? So I think as far as like iconography goes, it's hard to argue against Ganondorf. Okay, the human form. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Even uh, even though he does not appear in the Best selling Zelda game in the United States of all time: Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, mm. and probably not at all in Link's Crossbow Training, the number five <laughs> best selling. <laughs> That's a good point. I wonder if, because um, you know, we were talking about that Ganondorf really is cemented into a lot of people's minds because of Ocarina of Time, yeah. And I'm wondering if I'm letting like the iconic status of that game sway me a little bit. It's tough because he's also iconic in, like, Wind Waker. Like, he's so cool in Wind Waker. Um, and has an awesome death. Yeah, the best death in any Zelda game. End of my sentence, right? And also, I think, like, uh, Pig Ganon. Yeah. Or, like, um, I guess they call him... Like, Calamity Ganon is almost its own thing. Yeah. Because Ganon, as we know him... Uh, in like Zelda like Two really yeah, and and the original Zelda and Link to the Past, right, and, yeah. is more like humanoid. The you, oh, certain than Calamity Ganon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Calamity Ganon is He's a pig man. Yes, and not like a pig mist that hovers over uh, Hyrule Castle. Um, I don't know. I'm tempted to eliminate the idea of Ganon as a separate entity from Ganondorf, and just say Ganondorf is. The character that we're talking about. So, like, you couldn't separate Sheik from Zelda? Like, I couldn't... Yes, exactly. Like, I couldn't separate Sheik from Zelda. Like, I couldn't separate Andross's giant floating brain from Andross. Because is... Which one are you saying is a... Is, like, the... I don't know. Like, is... Does Ganondorf turn... Or does Ganon turn into Ganondorf? So, I see them both as, like... It's it's tough, right? Because they're both like mythological uh things, and like which one of them is the embodiment of the uh triforce of power? Which one is a uh, true form? Is that basically what we're asking? Yeah, basically. Because yeah. like um the the I would say that like Ganon is the embodiment of the triforce of power, but Ganondorf is a similarly mythological figure. He's the only uh, male born Gerudo um and then like you know rises to a place of like i don't know everything about uh both of these characters uh or this combination of character um like they are essentially the same and i it's uh, almost impossible to untangle one from the other i'm not sure that i agree okay uh because i think that they are used really differently in the games in which they appear like Ganondorf is a like true saber rattling villain yeah and he's in and he's motivated by something other than uh you know like just come to power or whatever and he's in cutscenes, mm-hmm. and whereas Ganon is more like in the Andross form of villainy where you don't really encounter Ganon himself until the very end usually like Ganon's minions or something yeah and then Ganon ends up to be like the or when you die he's on the game over screen Uh, uh, uh. and it's not until the very end that you encounter and defeat Ganon so I mean but it, it is true that in a lot of Ganondorf's appearances the final battle that you do with him is against Ganon Right. So like in Ocarina of Time, the last battle, he transforms into Ganon. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that that's also true in like Twilight Princess. Not true in Wind Waker, I don't think. I think the, the last fight is just with regular human form Ganon. Um man, that game's cool.
1: Wind, Wind Waker. Waker Wind Waker's
0: so cool. I was watching a speed run of, of the uh, HD remake and yeah. it really made me want to play it. It's such a good game. Um, okay, so may- maybe uh, maybe they're different. That's so funny because I was going to say maybe they're the same. All right, maybe, maybe they're the same. Maybe we count as the same, um, which I am good with. Let's let's do that. Making so, the same, yeah, and I don't really know exactly how to do this, but I do think I can easily say the King DDD I would rank below Ganon, so maybe we have to start doing a mini ranking here. Yeah, well, help I think it out. I, I, th- I think at this point we should start to because we are kind of to the uh, A and S class, right? Um, and I think that Ganon slash Ganondorf is going to go in the S class with Donkey Kong. Um, and then uh, maybe we can see if there's anyone else that we think should go in there. Yeah, I think that's a good way to do it. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to move these guys over with um, Donkey Kong. Okay, great. And King DDD, a character I really like. And yeah. not just because I may be attracted to him when he's all muscly and star allies. Oh my gosh, I forgot about <laughs> muscly DDD. He is thick. Um, a class, yeah. right? A class, A, sure. a-, a- class and, and not S class. Um, I think Wart is also in the not S class category. In yeah, fact, Wart should fair. probably just go next. Uh, like on, I, I don't well, think he's better than any of the rest. Well, no. you don't think he's better than Master and Crazy Hands? I'm. I'm not necessarily throwing my hat in that ring, but sure. just I think worth debating. And honestly, I could see an argument for either the Metroid, um, or Ridley. I could see an argument for like. Uh. I like. I think. I. I think I like Ward more than I like Ridley. Okay. Okay. Um. So. Uh. Who. Who haven't we talked about that might go into the. Uh, the S class here. Um. Mother Brain, Ridley. In and, the S class. Yeah. I mean Bowser. Bowser. Yeah. Put him up there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a no brainer. Um. What about the these. Uh. Metroid. Um. Villains. I've never really cared that much about Ridley. I think the design is just kind of like space pterodactyl, and yeah. I don't understand the motivation. Not just don't understand the motivation, but I am unclear on his level of intelligence. Um, is he an animal, or is he not an animal? I mean, he seems to plant, like, to set traps, yeah, right, into, mm-hmm. like, scheme, presumably. S- it seems like he schemes, but also he's a giant pterodactyl dragon. Who like flies around in space and never has any dialogue, right? No, it just ne- like no, never does, dialogue. Like, animalistic screams. Uh, so okay, he's not going to go up to the S class. In um, fact, I would I would put Ridley below King K rule. I I might even put him way lower because whoa, it just whoa. has no personality. Y- yeah, yeah, he's got no personality. All right, all right. Where do you want to put him? Um. Uh, yeah, maybe between K- King K Rule and. Uh, S- above Andros, you're saying? I'm actually maybe thinking above. I think you want him lower. Yeah, I'm thinking above uh, Gigas or whatever. No, he's better than Zoda. Come on. I guess, yeah. He's better than Zoda. Better than Medusa? Uh, or no, worse than Medusa. No, maybe better than Medusa. Okay. Okay. All right. So from the bottom so far, uh it uh, is probably better than Andros, honestly. <laughs> no, I mean let's let's be let's be realistic. I mean, I like the Andros killed your father. Andros killed my father. Uh-huh. Also You, Star A- Fox. <laughs> Fox McLeod. <laughs> and I love that his last name is McCloud. <laughs> like he's Scottish or something. <laughs> he's face Scottish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Andros killed my father, one. That's mm-hmm. a really compelling point. Two, looks like a monkey from Planet of the Apes. Great. An aesthetic that I appreciate more than whatever Ridley's got going on. So okay. yeah, yeah. Andros better than Ridley. Okay. Andros better than Ridley and not Ridley better than Andros? Yes. Okay, Andros better than Ridley. Got it. Okay. Um now. Mother Brain. Let's talk about Mother Brain. Um, I find this character, it's hard to call her a character, right? But the creep factor is high. Right. Because it is a brain in a jar. What is that? And you can, like, fire away at it. And I understand that I am now presenting the exact same facts about Andros, about Mother Brain, but in a positive light. I hear it, and I don't care. (laughs) Um, Because when you are done wailing away on this brain in a jar um it like a neck comes out of the floor and it turns out there's a whole body connected to this thing creepy creepy uh, and then it attacks you and until it is beset by the very metroid that it was raising like there's just there's so much about the metroid narrative especially at the end of um Super Metroid uh, that is tied up in Mother Brain. That like I have a hard time divorcing her from that story. Um, so I think I love this character, but it's maybe an unwarranted love. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think Mother Brain is really um, cool. I just think Mother Brain is really cool. She's just cool. All right, well, let's leave her in the A class here, but high A. Yeah, probably high A. What do you think? It, so the the A class right now is King D D D Wart master and crazy hand and mother brain so who do you think is the low end of the a class well we've touched on all of them except for master and crazy hand yeah go ahead what what, what do you what do you think about master and crazy hand i like smash brothers i think the first time that you encounter good, good, good. like that like mickey mouse looking mm-hmm. hand gloved hand type thing you're like oh this is interesting it, even though the opening cutscene of melee maybe it is even in the first game. Like the on the start screen has that like toy box aesthetic. Yeah. I never really made the connection as to like why it's a giant hand because it's the kid who's playing with the toys. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think as far as like the other characters go, it, it more even than Mother Brain, it's hard to call Master and Crazy Hand a character. Yeah. Totally. It is iconic, but it, like. they're annoying to fight like i don't like fighting master hand yeah and it doesn't it's the it's the thing in at the end of any video game where you're like great now i've been playing this game with all of its mechanics and everything that responds to the way i interact with the world in a predictable way and now here's something that just isn't that at all um like when there's a weird car chase at the end of an action game and you're like we haven't driven cars yet why is this part of the game um I feel like that's the same thing with Master and Crazy Hand. They they're, they're like fighting Goro as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Um yeah, I I think I would I personally would put King K Rule above Master and Crazy Hand. Okay, I'm going to put my foot down here and King K Rule is not going to climb up this ladder any further. Okay. <laughs> All right. He's the yeah, That that's fair. Right. This is like the co- I mean you wanted to put King K. Rule didn't you want to put him at the very bottom? I would. Worse than Mike Tyson. Worse than Mike Tyson. Yeesh. Like he's a monster for sure. Okay, so I will uh, I, I will rest my case on King K. Rule then thank because you. I thank think i I don't want to talk about it Okay. <laughs> <Right>, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so Master and Crazy Hand there. Uh I would probably put Wart after Master and Crazy Hand crazy hand yeah i think i think that's that's a fair place to put uh wart made it really far based purely on like doesn't like vegetables (laughs) also i think there's just something to be said for like the general aesthetic of the bad guys in super mario brothers 2 um there isn't a lot from those games that has carried over to uh you know the modern day mario it's like uh, shy Guys and, that's, Birdo. and Birdo, and basically that's it. Um, and I think Wart is well representative of the way those characters are designed. A little bit pudgier, a little bit rounder, but still kind of scary. Um, so I, I think he's uh, he can do a nice job of just representing all of uh, the nightmare world or whatever that's called. Dreamland? Probably Dreamland. Um, okay, so then what do you think is the top of uh the a class is it king ddd or mother brain i think king ddd is more of a like character shows up in more games Mm -hmm. has more personality sure not it's not he's not it's difficult to compare the two because mother brain is more like frightening and grotesque yes king ddd is not that at all he's easily likable because he's so like cartoony and expressive right and uh you know, we were talking about what are the cutest Amiibos on here. I don't think we talked about uh, DDD. That's a cute Amiibo. It's a cute Amiibo. It's a cute character. Not really that threatening anymore. You know, N- King yeah. DDD is on the lower end of the villainy scale. Right. But, I mean, we're coming up with a villainy scale right here, right? <laughs> right. And we're putting him high on it. We, I mean, it, it, it is two different measurements, though, right? Sure, 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 It's not the same scale. We're not measuring the same things. Right. So are we still not, are we not calling it the worst villains anymore? (laughs) Should we go back and change it back? Uh, All right. So we'll, we'll say that uh, Mother Brain is next and then King DDD on top of that. Okay. Okay, great. Um, Which brings us to the top three uh, worst villains or best villains, depending. Uh, And uh, our candidates are Donkey Kong, Bowser, and Ganon slash Ganondorf. Mark, what are you thinking here? It's tough. These are all... I feel like they're all kind of similar level here. I think you could easily argue down Donkey Kong if you wanted to. In the sense that, like, we're talking about Bowser and Ganondorf slash Ganon, which are characters who are iconic for their villainy. Yes. Donkey Kong is not. Should we... I think this is a time when we need to discuss Bowser, because we have not really talked about him at all. No, he we've taken him for granted, for yes, sure. Yes, yes. Uh, which you could argue Nintendo has as well, right? He's sort of, he's de facto villain in a lot of these things. We were talking about, like, oh, does the Yoshi series need a, a villain on here? And it's like, uh, is that baby Bowser? Is that Bowser Jr.? No, let's just, Bowser can represent all of it. Um, he is the de facto villain, but it's for sure, like, a light villainy. Go on, in the sense that, like the way that he's treated in Nintendo games is mm-hmm. with the same amount of care and love as any of the other Mushroom Kingdom characters. Yeah, right. Like he's funny. He is expressive. He has like personality. Like he's likable. Like he he's playing a villain role in a play, basically. Right. Because outside sure. of that, Bowser is silly. We've seen him. We see him in the direct. We see him in, like, the parental mm-hmm. app instructional videos. Just right? trying to make sure that Bowser Jr. isn't playing for too long before <laughs> right, going or to bed. Like Right, or, like, inappropriate games. Right, on a school night. <laughs> so, like, in, in, in that way, um, like, is really likable yeah. in a way that Ganon and Ganondorf are not. Or well, even Donkey Kong. Uh, and, I mean, to, to that point, you know, we are using the um, Super Mario Odyssey um, Bowser amiibo. So he's wearing his wedding tuxedo. Um, Which, of course, just makes me think of the end of Odyssey when, uh, you know, you break up Bowser and Peach's wedding. Which, like, I mean, yeah, it's creepy that Bowser kidnaps the princess and is like, I'm going to marry her. But then he spends the whole game, like, going around to places and adorably getting all of the, like, best things for their wedding. Like, how is he doing that for her? Is he, like, selfish? Because he's like, oh... It's, I'm getting married, so I have to have the best stuff. He's a traditionalist. He just he just wants the wedding to be as good as it can be. Well, isn't he capturing Princess Peach because he wants to, like, become the king of Mushroom Kingdom? Oh, I don't know. Like, is he, like, forcing her into marriage? Uh, he's forcing her into marriage, for sure. But, like, to what end? Is it because he loves her? Is it because he just wants to take that away from Mario? Is it because... I think if he really loved her, he wouldn't do any of that stuff. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's doing it because he's power, power hungry, not because he sure. like has feelings for her. I mean, I feel like he does it because he is locked in with this relationship with Mario where like the two of them just need to try to thwart each other at every turn. Oh, so- it's like that college humor series? where they like did pranks on each other and they just like escalated to the point where kenny versus spenny (laughs) yeah (laughs) i never thought about it but yeah mario and bowser is a real kenny versus spenny situation i guess uh all of which is to say that i like bowser a lot right that's the thing is i like bowser a lot is he the He's not the most villainous on this list, for sure, but I like him a lot. I like him more than I like Ganondorf, so that makes me want to put him higher on this list of best slash worst villains. But counterpoint to that, of the three villains that we have at the top here, Bowser, Donkey Kong, and Ganondorf, which one of these people succeeding is the worst outcome for humanity? Yes. As far as villainy itself, well, humanity especially, because the Mushroom Kingdom, not our concern. I guess Hyrule, not our concern. I mean, let's assume that we are so even if, if we are residents of the Mushroom Kingdom. That's right. Or yeah, either one is bad. Um, but I think Ganondorf is the worst. Yes, he represents the biggest threat to you know the civilians of the world that he is going to conquer. Especially because he's magic and Bowser is not. So you know Bowser's going to die someday. Sure. And look, you we Ganondorf has died multiple times. He comes back i've seen that breath of the wild 2 trailer that's right also that's like the whole premise of uh zelda 2 right is that like ganon gonna come back Mm -hmm. um and every time you get a game over screen he comes back which and laughs at you yeah sad side note yeah and sad note um (laughs) that, that means that ganon's return is inevitable because zelda will or link will one day die yeah but i mean link also returns over and over again or there there is a new hero yeah. uh who takes on the role of Link yeah. although he's been called Link the whole time but it doesn't have to be he can be called hey dude yeah that's true my dude <laughs> um yeah i agree where does this i leave agree us? well i agree that ganon is the most villainous of the two we've already kind of determined that donkey kong is maybe the most villainous cuz there are no consequences for his villainy right but Bowser, I just I just like him so much, so I I don't really know what to do here. Yeah, I I don't know what to do either. Um, I okay. So if we're saying that this is a list of best worst villains, then I think we have to rank Ganondorf higher because he is the worst. Yes, yeah, I I think I think that is right. That Ganon slash Ganondorf is the worst. He's coming in at our number one best worst villain. Um, and then so or I actually I guess I guess I don't know. Do we think that Donkey Kong belongs above that or below that? All, all we're really saying right now is that the relationship between um, Ganondorf and Bowser is that Ganon is higher on our on our list, right? Right. And here's what I'll say about Donkey Kong: is that, um, like people who do bad things get away with it all the time. Yeah. In our society, so in that way, in a depressing way, he's almost like a mundane evil. Yes, yeah, he's 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 just like an accepted evil. That's right. We just accept that that is true. So I think, (sighs) so I think that like, um, you know what they say when you point a finger, lots of fingers, depending on how many you have, are pointing back at you. That's a very inclusive language, Mark. But so I would say that Donkey Kong is more villainous than Bowser, who does have consequences for his choices. But um, not as villainous as, because it's not as cataclysmic as Ganon or Ganondorf. Yeah, be- and also Ganon and Ganondorf, like, we can say that there are consequences, but he always comes back from it. mm mm-hmm. um, From the dead. Okay. That settles it. Donkey Kong goes between Bowser and Ganondorf. From the bottom, working our way up, uh, I have now lost all track of how many of these. I think 14 total? Coming in at number 14, Mike Tyson slash Mr. Dream. At number 13, Gallegas <laughs> from Earthbound. At number 12, Zoda from Star Tropics. At number 11, Medusa from Kid Icarus. At number 10, Ridley from uh, Metroid. At number 9, Andross from Star Fox uh what am I at number 8 uh, king k rule from donkey kong country number 7 master hand and crazy hand from star trop from uh, smash brothers number 6 is wart from super mario brothers 2 number 5 is mother brain from metroid number 4 is king ddd from kirby number 3 is bowser from super mario brothers number 2 is donkey kong from donkey kong Arguably Cranky Kong, arguably Ray Liotta. (laughs) And coming in at number one is Ganon slash Ganondorf from the Legend of Zelda series. Mark, I think we did it. Let's close out this segment. (laughs) It is possible that we have forgotten some villains. Uh, You'll notice that there's no um, Fire Emblem villain on here. There's kind of a, a different big bad in each one, so we were like, let's leave it off, or maybe back me up here, and that King K rule should be. Higher up on the list? You can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. gmail.com. But if I get one email about King K Rule and how he should be higher up on this list, I'm burning the whole thing down. <laughs> You're Mark. shutting it down. I'm shutting it all down. Uh, all right. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you like the episode. You can share it wherever you share things. We appreciate that. A lot. On Twitter, I am at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell and the show is at Nin Cart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to ApeBetty or by listening right now. For my co-host Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers' brain floating in space. Saying thanks for listening.